I'm Vince. I'm Amy. And this is a podcast where we talk about building a sustainable off-grid homestead in California. Got through that pretty efficiently this time. I notice we tend to say the same thing every time or some slight variation on it. Well, facts is the facts. Yeah. Uh, what are we smoking today? Biscotti. I think that's the same thing we were smoking uh, last yes, time. Yes, yes. You did yeah. a whole bit about going to the dispensary and they only uh, had biscotti. Uh-huh. Very funny. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, today's cool story. I found five dollars. <laughs> um, I always save my old weed jars and put to put seeds in. Right, you know, they're for a good gardening. size. Also for quarters for going to the laundromat. Sure, yeah, lots of things you can do with old weed containers. But one time in my haste, I put a jar in before it was fully empty, and I just came across that today. <laughs> so I just found like two good nugs. They're a little dried out. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. That's good news. These aren't seeds. These yeah. are the product of seeds. Yeah. Yeah. It's the little things. It's the little life. things, especially when you don't have a job. Yeah. Free stuff is free stuff. Uh-huh. And that's going great for me. <laughs> I'm not sick of it yet. Sorry for everyone out there who is sick of being cooped up indoors and yeah. not having a job. Um, I'm still enjoying it for now. Yeah. Three weeks in. Yeah. Four yeah. weeks in. How are you doing? Um, uh, it's complicated. Um, good, I guess. Coronavirus is still pretty bad in LA, so we still can't really go anywhere or do anything. All over the country, I think. Well, yeah. I'm trying to keep all of my projects and creative life going between this podcast and my audio fiction podcast and like just all the things that I do on a daily basis while also freelancing to find money right now and applying to jobs to find money in the future more money hopefully mm-hmm. in the future it's a lot i'm feeling a little overwhelmed um yeah. but you gotta keep moving you gotta keep doing you gotta stuff, keep moving but... you gotta keep doing stuff you gotta Sometimes. keep trying to build the future that you want to be and you want to see and all of that but then sometimes you look at the world around you and you wonder what it's all for yeah yeah it's yeah, tough. it's important to be in the moment, too. Yeah, my in-the-moment thing has been gardening. been mm-hmm. trying to do more, just like starting, started some seed trays yeah. today. Stuff's coming up, but it's been really cold here, so yeah. seeds are not... I think it's been cold and rainy up. and snowy everywhere, but here included. Yeah, even in California. That's how you'd know. There was snow in Malibu the other day. I'm <laughs> sure it's like 180 below in the Midwest. <laughs> you know, they're getting like mad blizzards over there. But yeah, we've been seeing snow on our mountains. Right around here, yeah. Around here. Um, and yeah, up at the prop, it's been raining and snowing and will for the next week. Yeah, we keep trying to figure out when we're going to go up again, but the forecast says that it's going to rain like for the next week and a half straight. So we will have to see. Keep an yeah. eye on the forecast. Um, so today we're going to talk about the things that you got done up north yeah. on your last trip, um, which I think, so you were gone when I posted the last episode, yeah, so two Tuesdays ago, you and your mom were still up there. We listened to it on the drive home. <laughs> right. Um, so we'll talk about that and what you guys got done. But I also don't want this podcast to turn into like a summary of our to-do list. You know, like every two weeks we're like, well, this time we did this and we did this and we did this. Yeah, don't we have a book of days for that? And also so many of our projects are like 
incremental progress on a million yeah. fronts. So it seems like it's getting boring for me even to just <laughs> say, well, we worked on digging a little more. Uh -huh. We made well, a few more bricks. Dug out the yurt site a little more, made a few more bricks. You should see this hole, Amy dog. <laughs> it's slightly larger than it was last time. I think it's her biggest hole, yeah. <laughs> um, so I do want to keep trying to focus on like a particular theme or the, you know, holistic nature of a whole project, one project, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so this week's episode's theme is <laughs> time and space. <laughs> we decided <laughs> which admittedly covers everything in existence time and space yeah. um but is also a way of thinking about our property and our projects and how we approach them and just like how we approach life and the world and reality on a daily basis or a not daily basis because time <laughs> um anyway i think we've both become at least I've become very aware of time and space in different ways during quarantine yeah the whole last year has been very weird and we'll talk about time wise how weird it's been when we get into talking about time mm -hmm. but even space wise I mean our lives are so polarized space wise right now like your mom lives with us mm -hmm. so that is three adults and a dog in a one-bedroom apartment and none of us have jobs so we're all here all the time all the time and we're not supposed to leave right and we're not supposed to go outside or see anybody else or do anything right. so like we're extremely cramped here and then we go up north and we have 10 acres and we have nothing but space yeah so it's very strange that i, I would say that we have both less and more space than mm -hmm. almost anybody else that we know. Yeah, right. It's it's kind of weird when we you think about it like both that. Sides of it. Yeah, I don't really know anyone else who owns 10 acres. Certainly not. And yeah. I also don't think I know anybody else who lives three adults in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, wow. I had never thought We're about it. We're living on way. the edge, man, both uh -huh. edges. And time has sort of done that crunch. Like, space has never done that for me. Space is always pretty like fixed and measurable mm. but time is way more fluid for me there's definitely that phenomenon like as you get older time is right. like compressing faster and faster your childhood lasted forever but then i think especially 2020 fucked with all of us oh yeah for sure but let's talk about time in a minute yeah first let's talk about space let's keep there's talking always about time space. For time because space is very important to you. For me, it's always kind of just a big question mark. Like every map in my mind is just the Arby Dragons. Yeah. But space for you is like the most important thing. You love leveling. You love yeah. drawing schematics, um, well, etc. Sometimes you don't you don't like things to be janky, and um, if you don't want something to be janky, you might want to start with like a level level playing field. Yeah. Um, ensure all the angles are right and everything and that sure. starts from being level and give yourself extra room you know just get your site ready mm. and and yeah no for me it all comes down to just thinking like water at some point it's going to rain or say it's never going to rain you're just going to like spill a bucket of water by mistake like right. always be thinking like water especially here in california something might look flat um, or like it's sloping up or down, but it can be really relative to what's around it. Right. Um, yeah, the notion of anything being truly level, actually, now that I think about it, and I don't think it's just because we're smoking weed, the notion of anything being level is sort of weird, right? Because everything is in relation to something else. Space 
you know, we're hurtling through space. We're turning on our axis and hurtling around the sun. I don't know. It's it's all extremely complicated it's relative and all extremely to something, relevant. But it's not it's not relative to other objects on the surface. Like it's only relative to the center of the earth, which but the, for our purposes curvature. Uh yeah, on a negligible <laughs> scale there is. Um but level Just is saying, still level. have you ever really thought about how weird leveling is? I suppose you have. You love leveling. I have. And where I find it's just simpler to think like water. Imagine what water is going to do. Well, there's leveling and then there's just off leveling going downhill to make sure water. Yeah, there's that. But imagine standing water. Mm. And that is going to account for the subtle variations in the gravity of the earth. Standing water is always level. Yeah, imagine if standing water covered the entire. Yeah, Yeah, the entire planet. That's why. It, it is very stressful on an existential level, on a cosmic level, to be thinking about all the different directions we're going uh-huh. simultaneously around the sun and the sun's going around the... But to me, it's it's comforting that like when you look at that level or you look at that bubble of, of water, yeah. you know, it's just trying to find level the huh. best it can. It's trying to find... And the further away, you know, you could have a tube like a thousand feet long, a hundred miles long, and the water inside would want to be at the same level. And gravity? That's, that's, yeah. That's why levels gravity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate how important it is when you're designing stuff, um, both being level and just thinking about angles and space and everything. But yeah, it's just not something that comes naturally to me as I start working on designing more furniture. And even, I mean, working on this year with you has really been challenging for me because <laughs> my little brain, the gears, they strain, but <laughs> I often just really struggle with it. Um, but speaking yeah. of water and bubbles and levels, you played around with a bunyip this time around, right? Yes, I did. Um, and a bunyip is that exact same phenomenon we were just talking about. You can have um, two points separated by any distance and connect them with a hose. You fill that hose with water and um, a section of clear tubing on either side. I used yeah. clear tubing the whole way through. Um, and yeah, you fill it with water and the water inside that tube is going to be the same um, on both sides of the tube. So that's what you were using to measure, to level the different boards? The posts, yeah. The, yeah, in the yurt. So you remember we installed the footers already, just the concrete pier blocks. And, you know, I was pretty precise, but I didn't care if I was like an inch or two off at that stage because mm-hmm. I knew I would just be then adding the 4 by 4s and cutting those to length. Right. But this time around, needed to be a lot more precise um, and found that, my four by fours needed to be, you know, within like five eighths of each other. Like I had to cut some of them were needed to be five eighths of an inch longer or shorter or whatever. But to determine that I used the bunyip. So what I did is I had a 10 foot long piece of clear tubing, filled it with water, attached it to um, two three foot long sticks. Mm -hmm. And on each of those sticks, I made little tick marks every inch um, and numbered them. So You got two of these sticks, the tubing's attached to it, fill it with water. So what I did down at the yurt is I put one at the center post. Mm -hmm. I set that one first and let that one kind of decide. And then I went around to each of the blocks to see how long I would have to cut each post um, to make it the same as the, the central post. Cool. 
So in that way, I got within 330 seconds of an inch all around in my XYZ bunyips. They're pretty cool. Sweet. So like the alternative would have been maybe putting down a piece of wood yeah. that's stretched between them and placing a level on that, right? Mm -hmm. But the piece of wood could be, could be a, a little, little bit warped over eight warped. feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The greater the distance, the more complicated it becomes. If you have several hundred thousand, well, hundred dollars up to thousands of dollars, uh, you can get a fancy laser level. Uh -huh. and, you know, that's right. accurate over a couple hundred feet. Right. Um, but yeah, something like that to... might ultimately be helpful for uh, surveying. Yeah, maybe, but you know, good old water. <laughs> Don't lie. Cool. So, what gave you the idea of doing the, the bunyip bun this time around? Like, have you really used that before? I have not used it before. I've been really excited by the concept since I found out like three years ago. Mm -hmm. I think one of my coworkers told me about them. But yeah, just such a simple concept. I've been dying to try it. Well, that's cool. That's one way to measure space. Yeah. You've also been getting into to digital space. SketchUp, yeah. Yeah. And this kind of ties into what you were saying before about, you know, not being able to visualize stuff. Mm -hmm. And for me, most of the time, like, I can I can picture something in my mind and I can do, like, a, just a paper sketch of it. And that's enough for me to, like, get my cut list and my measurement. But it's not really clear to anyone else, especially like because it's a two-dimensional like flat yeah, perspective. Yeah, the thicker the dimensions got, the harder it became for me to like picture what it was supposed to look like. I could picture the platform, but then when we started talking about cutting out a cellar and having stairs go down and then we're getting very three-dimensional and then it just, I lost it. Yeah, and I've I've dabbled with SketchUp before, um, design software, um, and yeah, that's... I say with everything there's a learning curve and yeah you sort of dabbled in it for the last couple years but you always yeah. came away really frustrated and annoyed and over yeah, it always come back to the paper I mean it did take a better part of a week and now is the perfect time in my life to be yeah. doing this to have that much yeah. time investing in yourself man <laughs> but I don't know if I'm gonna get that much faster um but it's cool and i mean it's cool to be able to like rotate the objects in three dimensions it really makes it clear how everything is going to work together yeah and that's really important and i think that's helped all of us now and to me it's it's a design tool to give you your exact cut lengths and uh -huh. if it were square carpentry you know i probably wouldn't need that but this is where you're like making hexagons and squares and circles all right. intersect and for me that was like I don't know if I even know the trigonometry anymore <laughs> to be able to figure that out on pencil and paper. Yeah. So having it, having SketchUp for that has been pretty clutch. Cool. Yeah, even the the software tools that we use are very like space and time based. Whoa, like yeah. I'm constantly in Adobe Audition. That's what I use to yeah. you know edit this podcast. And but I mean any audio or video editing software is a timeline based. It's a time based. Yep way of thinking about creating mm -hmm. something You're and about, about interacting with something. I'm all about space. <laughs> but time is a little, it's a little harder to pin down, isn't it? I'll say. <laughs> Can't put a level on, I guess it's a clock, but. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this whole year, like we were saying, has been strange time-wise for us and for everybody, I know. But, you know, it feels like one month and it also feels like 10 years. 
since quarantine began. The before times. The before times. The naive, <laughs> adorable little baby before the times. Fucking high-fiving, hugging, like yeah. just hanging out in the same uh -huh. space. Kissing your friends. Seeing people's lower faces. <laughs> Seeing people's lower faces. Uh. That's how you know you're dreaming, right? When you see a lot of like lower faces. <laughs> I don't know. I think masks have been coming up in most of my dreams oh, yeah. now. People wear masks. Huh. Um, but you've also been spending a lot of time up at the property this month, taking, you this know, year. advantage of the work-free life. Yeah. But we've also been spending a lot of time apart because of that. It's like, I'll go up for a couple of days, but then mm -hmm. I come back down here and it's just... It's yeah. just me here alone at for many first, days at a time. At first, we always went up together, and mm -hmm. we stayed together the entire time. And the past few visits, when it's been super cold, and we've had, you know, two vehicles. Right. Um, yeah, since your mom is here now, it sort of makes sense for you guys to go up together. I think for a while, we weren't necessarily comfortable with one person working there alone. Yeah. And we're still not comfortable with one person doing certain tasks alone, mm -hmm. like chainsawing or yeah. major excavation. Climbing up on rocks. Yeah. Yeah. But um, now that she's here, and with those parameters in mind, you have been going up without me a fair yeah. amount. And it's weird, the time dilation when that happens. Like, two days on the property feels like a week to me. Uh-huh. It's just a lot of time to fill outside, yeah. you know? You're really aware of every every hour as it passes. And when I first come back, or when I'm just, you know, here the first day that you're gone, it feels like it takes a long time, too. Like, I really miss you, uh, and I get bored and lonely. But after the first day, it all kind of crunches together, and I, like, just get into my groove. I'm not lonely. I just get shit done and watch TV and smoke weed, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You acclimate to your to your conditions, whatever they are. Yeah, like what happens I guess to me so. after four or five days at the property. Yeah, so how... I freeze. When you spent ten days at the property, how, how would you say it felt like ten days? What was your temporal experience of that time? Sure. Just because 10 days is, is enough time for me to lose track yeah. of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I said last time that it's by about day seven uh -huh. that you just sort of stop reckoning time and then you're, I'm in the zone right. at that point. But you being up there without me, me being home alone in LA does kind of make me start appreciating or coming to terms with the fact that probably that's going to be our reality for a while, you know? I mean, in our perfect worlds, in your perfect world, you'd be up there all the time. And in my perfect world, I would have like a kick in Hollywood job and be here most of the time. Yeah. And we love each other a lot. Mm -hmm. And we really like spending time together. But that's that's a reality that we know is coming. But I feel like we haven't fully grappled with it because like what are you gonna do you know it'll be what it'll be we'll be the people that we are then when that time comes and we'll yeah. deal with it and you know we'll make the best choices we can for ourselves mm -hmm. but like I do think about that sometimes do you think about that sometimes I do okay I do I'm I of course miss you too when I'm up there but you know we've been married a long time now how many six how years? many six I, I think, think six years yeah. Um, Been together 10 and years. We're, yeah, and we're in it for the long haul, and I think we're kind of at that 
that point where we can branch out a little bit <laughs> and spend a few days apart. It is weird. Well, certainly a few days apart, you. but like, what if it ends up being like a six or seven months apart or like not cumulatively? Like yeah, what if it's yeah. a three weeks off, one week you know, on kind will of a situation? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll cross that bridge yeah. when we come to it and yeah. see, but you're, you're absolutely right that in my perfect world, like I'd be up there most of the time. Right. Like there's no point in like trying to garden here or there Uh um yeah if you can't be in both places at the same time to keep stuff alive one thing i think about sometimes not in a like he got in my head sort of way but just in the that's an interesting example to consider way um our bus friend at one point i think like last year we were you know just chilling having some some kind of heart to heart as per usual and he said something about his parents so he grew up on a farm in wisconsin and his mom was into culture and couldn't deal with just living in the wilderness away Mm -hmm. from madison and his dad didn't want to leave the farm and so they got divorced and he was like so just make sure that your your lifestyles and your goals aren't so disparate that you don't find a way to meet in the middle yeah. So, so I think that. about that sometimes and I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to us. Do we have some convergent interests? <laughs> yes, I would say we have some convergent interests. And I think a part-time thing is, you know, ultimately going to work. I'll be yeah. there some, like, it's not like I never want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you don't want to be there until it's cool. And that's part of the other reason, like, I yeah, want to get up there and... It's not very livable or thrivable for me right Build now. that damn platform and get uh-huh. the yurt up so there's, like, a place that's 100% dry and isn't, like, a greenhouse. <laughs> like, not a house on paper. Right. Like, this is a solid dwelling. That's what it's made for. Right. A little bit more space, not not any like junk or mold or ants <laughs> yeah. in it hopefully low on mold and ants would be um, my preference yeah and i i know you you worry about that we have talked about it before the the disparate lives but to me you know it's it's always the investment the time is the an investment into like a time we can be up there together mm-hmm. and i know that i just need to get it a little bit more livable mm. um and then we need to get the internet up there yeah that's it's gonna not be far tricky... soon they'll have a tower you know we already get probably cell phone service at night yeah better than we did when we first bought it a year ago yeah yeah it's sort of like the in. evolution of your mom's place in yeah. napa when she first moved there what six years ago or something 10 years, 10 ago. years ago, a long time ago couldn't even get texts but by the, the night that we moved her out last year, I was streaming New Girl on my phone. I was streaming Hulu on my phone. Yeah. So we went from no text messages or calls mm-hmm. to streaming data. So It's creeping our way, for sure. Which, I mean, I appreciate, too, how it's sort of like a good and bad. It's the world and technology creeping in in ways that we didn't necessarily consent to. But on the other hand, it's also very convenient because my us. life is based around the internet so and it's nice to have a little bit of a lifeline yeah Um, yeah now that i'm there i'm glad i can hear people and dogs barking um you know a half mile away right at the same time as i can hear coyotes and owls and i think everyone here feels a lot better if someone is up there by themselves and Mm -hmm. they can check in once or twice a day yeah makes you feel better about being up there alone totally So that'll be interesting to see 
the evolution of the service and internet availability up there. Right now, it's not very much a couple text messages a day if you're lucky, but if it follows the same trajectory as your mom's place in Napa, yep. then... You'll have 5G soon enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But another another interesting way to observe time unfold and time's influence on the property. How about uh, thinking about time replanting and harvesting schedule? You guys talk... Mm. A lot. You and your mom talk a lot. I overhear yeah. a lot of chatter about when is the right time to uh-huh. plant this and when is the right time to plant that. Right. And like with everything else, we're a season behind. But with planting, you really, you can't be. You got to strike mm-hmm. when the moment's right. So uh, big exciting news right now. Um, all of our bulbs that we planted have come up. We have calla lilies and resurrection lilies and um what are the four o'clock four o'clock lilies um i think some daffodils uh some garlic bulbs are coming Mm. up um and uh my mom planted some brussels sprouts and beets and those are coming up too cool we were gone for a whole week and just with the moisture that was in the soil or maybe there was a little bit of rain it kept them alive Um, yeah this time of year you want to be growing uh, brassicas, um, lettuces, um, stuff that can tolerate the cold. It's also more complicated to think about the planting and harvesting schedule here in California, right? Because it's so different from what you're used to in the Midwest. Yeah, it's been a few years. So by now I'm, I'm kind of used to just, you can grow something any time of year. Mm. Um, back in the Midwest, um, yeah, I, I guess the difference is you... You focus really hard on like all your seedlings in March and April and May. In the Midwest? Yeah, in yeah. the Midwest. And you're getting ready for summer when it's going to rain every few days. But here you you really have to plan around two kind of awkward in-between seasons. Right. Yeah, summer is the time when nothing can grow here. Yeah. Which is weird. Here in LA, like you make up for it by just watering shit every day. Right. And so your tomatoes and peppers do really well but like you don't really want to be planting lettuce or cilantro Mm -hmm. in summer here in LA right and since we're not up north all the time we can't water stuff so we have to be very careful Mm -hmm. about what we plant I've I have gleaned from your conversations (laughs) I don't I don't know that much about it myself but but. this time of year we're getting just enough rain or it's sticking around just enough that we've been able to to kind of leave stuff up there and it hasn't died right we just couldn't leave stuff through the summer for sure for sure yeah well cool so what all did you guys actually do up north you used a bunyip to help level the yurt yeah we mostly worked on the yurt site uh the whole time um set the risers with the bunyip the four by fours cut them all to within three thirty seconds of an inch Mm -hmm. um and i was going for one eighth all around so that's good then i leveled out the rest of the dirt underneath and between the footers um there were high spots and low spots so i probably pulled out another cubic yard or two of Mm -hmm. dirt from there but then i started thinking like water and thought i don't want this totally flat um so I graded it so that it all the water drains away from the footers. Some of it drains kind of towards the um, dugout um, pantry area. And anything that falls on the roof of the yurt is going to drain away. Right. 
that was another day of just kind of digging. And then I also did a little more excavation on this cool outdoor shower and some rocks nice. that we're going to have. Um, it's going to be raining a lot so I can see for sure how, how well I leveled and graded the right the site. You also did a thing where it looked like you made logs with dirt. You oh, I made some little curbs packed, just for fun. Yeah, yeah, some curbs. Yeah, just an extra little divide between the outside yurt space and the inside yurt space. Right. So it all slopes away from the footers and doesn't undermine or get water underneath those. Right, right. So the next time we're up, we're going to be able to start working on actually building the platform, right? Yep. Uh, from Yay. my SketchUp design, I put together a cut list and a material list, and I called our favorite lumber yard up there to get the unit price of everything. And now we just have to pull the trigger on like $1,200 worth of materials. Yeah, of but I mean, we knew that was going to be the yeah. case. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get any gardening done while I was up there. Um, I was mostly focused on the yurt, but my mom worked on the poison oak most of the time. Right, as always. Yeah. I hope it takes. <laughs> she has been putting a lot of time into pulling poison oak. Yeah, and it it comes back in little patches, and she goes after them again. <laughs> and this time around... Um, few that she pulled up like some peas i planted came up right after it so we're filling in the vacuum too and that's cool. really encouraging we'll make some headway on it there will probably always be a little bit left yeah um and we'll just leave some area for the deer or whatever mm -hmm. it does seem like it's been causing us fewer problems dermatologically um i wonder if it's a time season. of year thing yeah. yeah when i spent a lot of time pulling poison oak last spring i had the worst reaction and i think your mom had a pretty bad reaction one time too yeah like april may yeah seems like the worst time right but this month in, in january it seems like it's it's not mm -hmm. nearly as virulent virulent yeah uh don't make you itch as much yeah so that's cool no yeah she's making a lot of headway on getting it out of there and we're planting bulbs and seeds you know wherever we can um, on the last day, I threw some more garlic bulbs in there. Did a little surveying. Oh, that's right. I did take a few more survey points, found some uh, tall rocks that I can actually see from Google Earth, hmm. um, and used my compass app. Uh, but there are a bunch of weird magnetic field anomalies there. Hmm. I have a physical compass, and I have two apps on my phone that don't need service to work, by the way, that, yeah, I can walk around and, like, get these really weird compass variations. Hmm. So I don't know if they're, like, iron deposits under our property or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's full of granite. Does that do something? I wouldn't think so, but I don't so know. Does granite have some iron? It has a, a lot of different stuff in it, yeah. but um, hmm. I might need to look into it. Magnetic variations. I know things like that are common in California. Right. Um, like the mystery spot. Um, right. Yeah, we've been there. But yeah, I did try anyway to take some survey points and kind of get like orientation towards various landmarks mm -hmm. um, so I can start putting together a, a map yeah. of the property. Ten acres is big. It really is. And when there's hills and trees and giant rocks everywhere, you can't really get a line of sight. Yeah. I didn't really think about how hard the surveying would be. Yeah. 
there's an entire half of it that we just don't go. Right. Which is kind of cool and fine yeah. in itself, too. Or, mm-hmm. you know, having one whole part of the property that's just natural, just wild. Yeah. So after all the rain stops, we'll probably go up again, harvest all the water in mm-hmm. our um, catch rain basin. Rain catchment, yep. I'm going to replace the drain valve on that water heater. And we can also start uh, filling that up for our shower if I get that set up. Yeah, I just want to go feral there again <laughs> for another like two weeks. Wow. Go through our expiring apaca boxes, <laughs> get those replenished. Yeah, I'm excited to get that platform built. Yeah, that'll take a few days. Yeah, but even with I'm ready to help. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to build it. I think none of it is really my forte, but I think carpentry will be more of my forte than digging. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> At least I think I'll enjoy it more. Yeah, and you've, you know, you've used all the tools now. It becomes a lot more repetitive in a not physical, physically exerting way. Uh-huh. It's more repetitive in the use of the tools. Sure. Um, and yeah, you get to I'm a build seamstress. Stuff. I know how yeah. I'm used to manual repetitive actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very rewarding to have an end result. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, yeah, I'm stoked to see this, like, digital rendering that I've so painstakingly crafted, uh-huh. like, turn into a physical object. And my brother yeah, posed me too. a really interesting, not challenge to me, but he was just curious. He said, so keep track now that you, you know, you've set the posts so perfectly and done the sketch with yep. your cut list. Tell me how that translates to reality. Hmm. So, you know, we'll definitely keep you posted on that. Yeah. Yeah, look, hopefully the rain will stop soon and we can get up there and make get it, it happen. Yep. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, have a good week. We'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully we'll have a year platform built by then. Yeah, thanks again, as always, for listening in. <laughs> we appreciate it. We love you. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Sorry, I didn't know we were going.